Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg. Look ahead to this week's betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Good to be back after the international break. Yeah, it's been a monumental week in Scottish football, eh? What a time to be alive. Clocks <laughs> are going forward later at night. Scotland are top of the group in the Euro 2026 qualifiers and Norwegian football returns a week on Monday. Loving the dream. Absolutely, cannot wait. Yeah, that uh, result against Spain was something else, eh? Yeah, I must admit, I think a lot of folk got suckered into that Spain price. Uh, I think it was 8 to 11, I think they were. Yeah, they um, drifted, didn't they, before the weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have had plenty of people back in that but uh, yeah incredible result really good performance and in pole position after two games and I'm th- th- thoroughly looking forward to us going to Cyprus and losing now <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's never that good when a destiny's in our own hands when it comes to Scotland is it no it's a long way to go yet but certainly a, a great position to be in um, you can then go to Spain and hopefully nick a draw but some tough games still to come Georgia are absolutely no mugs at all in fact, no. I can't remember the last time Georgia got beat. It was years ago, I think, the last yeah. time they lost the match. So. so I think I looked into this. I think they've been beaten once in the last 13 games or something like that. So they are definite uh, dark horses in this group. Could throw a wee span on the works. But um, yeah, we're definitely not booking our tickets for Germany just yet, are we? Not yet, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we've got the return of the uh, well, we'll say Premiership, all four divisions in Scotland this weekend, which is great. Plenty to look forward to. Or just four games until the split in the Premiership and similar position further down the leagues were actually quite close to the end of the season already. Yeah, there's only seven games to go um, in the lower leagues. A lot to play for. I think in the Premiership, obviously the title was done, but I would say there's probably three money leagues at the moment. Mm-hmm. You've got the bottom three, Kilmarnock, Cross County, Dungeon United, in terms of relegation. You've got, in my opinion, three teams battling for third Hearts, Hibs, and Aberdeen. Yeah. Obviously, Hearts have only got a four point lead over Aberdeen and five points over Hibs. And you've then got Livingston and St Mirren, who are battling out for top six. Whoever does make top six, I don't think they'll make any inroads on the top three. Mm-hmm. Then you've then got two clubs in no man's land. Um, St Johnson and Motherwell, pretty safe from relegation, but a bit too far behind with four games to go to catch the top six teams. So, yeah, yeah lots to play for. And a fascinating championship title and relegation battle as well. Yeah, yeah, lots to look forward to further down the divisions as well, which we'll cover in a wee bit of detail as we go through it. Um, let's get started on the Premiership then. We've got five games on Saturday. We've got Celtic at Ross County on Sunday. Uh, let's start at Easter Road. We've got a Bernie v Motherwell. Ibs' uh, last two defeats have been to Celtic and Rangers. They're fifth in the table. They're just five points behind Hearts. You wouldn't have seen that coming. Uh, and just one point behind Aberdeen. So still plenty to play for for Hibs. Um, Motherwell. I've touched on previously, they've been resurgent under Kettlewell, um, lost their last game 4-2 to Rangers, but they've won three out of four prior to that, so should be a decent game at Easter Road on Saturday. Yeah, it should be, Hibs odds on, 4-5, we usually make a rule about that, yep. you won't touch Hibs odds on at home, this could be one of those games, I, I must admit, I'd, I'd probably back Hibs to win this match, I know Motherwell, away from home, have been fairly solid this season, and under Kettlewell, I've had a really good start to his kind of tenure, but Hibs back in home, back in the home turf, been plenty of goals at Easter Road as well um, this season. I think it should be a cracking game. I think we will see goals in this match as well. And looking at that Motherwell side, 
they've got a host of candidates for a card. Uh, when you look at the Bet365 player card markets, they've got it bang on in the order in terms of who they most likely see getting booked. Goss, Slattery, Butcher, Van Veen. And not yeah. a player amongst them above any bigger than 11 to 8. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and throw in Callum Butcher's in there as well at 11 to 10. Yeah, so there's there's four or five players on the Motherwell side um, more than capable of picking up a card. Uh, and looking at this game, as I said before, over 2.5 goals did appeal at 10 to 11. But I've taken a bet builder in this match. Okay. I think we'll see over 1.5 match goals, over 8.5 match corners, and over 1.5 Motherwell cards. And that pays 13 to 8, which I think is a cracking price. I initially got it at evens. But a couple of the members find better prices and 13 to 8 for that bet bottle looks very solid at Skybet. Skybet was going to ask who that was because I think your original one was bet 365, was it? Yeah, it was originally 365 evens and 13 to 8 at Skybet. So well done, Skybet. Yeah, always pays to shop around. I see the, the referee is a Mr. Graham Granger. What do we know about him? Not much, to be fair. <laughs> no, it's not, not a name I'm familiar, not a name I'm familiar with at all. Uh, apparently, he's refereed six games in the, the top flight already this season. He's sent off uh, two players. He's averaging three and a half cards per game. So, yeah, not the highest in terms of card average, but it's a fairly small sample of games from him. Yeah, I think at this time of the season as well, we need to take each game in its own merit and factor in what's at stake. So, I'm, I won't look too much into who the referee is, yeah. unless I've got a proper, proper cards bet on, which we have later. Yeah, we'll come to that. I know you're very excited about that one. Um, okay, so have mother, we'll just recap on that bet builder for us. Yes, over 1.5 match goals, over 8.5 corners and over 1.5 motherwell corners at 13 to 8. Motherwell cards, sorry. Sorry, motherwell cards. Yes, yeah, 13 to 8 sky bet. Okay, let's have a wee look at Kilmarnock v Hearts and you touched on the fact that there's a probably a three-way battle now for third when that didn't seem like it was going to be the case just a matter of weeks ago Hearts really need to get their act together just three wins and nine pretty poor defeat up at Petaudry last time out they could beat 3-0 and Hearts defence Robbie Nielsen's without several quality first team players um, but they should I think they should still be good enough to get that third place before the end of the season I don't know. I'm not, I'm not convinced. No. I'm really not. They've lost four of the last five. As you say, three wins in nine. Aberdeen under Barry Robson, who we'll get to, have, I wouldn't say Aberdeen have turned the corner, but they've brought themselves right back into it. And that was a massive win. I think we said in the podcast last time out that Aberdeen were a, were a great shout to beat Hearts mm. in that match. Especially when you factor in Hearts as a waveform. And I probably sound like a broken record, but Hearts have only won one of the last eight away matches. Mm-hmm. A team sitting in third, it just shows you how strong their home form is. Yeah. And it's now quiz time. And I did say to you pre-podcast, oh quiz oh questions, how many away games have Hearts won this season? In all competitions or just the league? In the league. Four, five? Three. Right, okay. They've won three <laughs> of the 15 away games, which is absolutely awful. Uh, yeah. They should be coasting in third place with that home form. Yeah. And they've found themselves now struggling, not struggling, they're four points clear still, but to get Hibs and Aberdeen, to give them a bit of hope, there shouldn't be any hope. A month or so ago, Hearts were getting lots of plaudits, the third best team in Scotland by a mile, and look at them now, looking behind their heads. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a game, going to Marnock, um, again, best, their best work's been done at home as well. They're in desperate need of points as well, down the bottom, it's no gimme for them on Saturday. 
Oh no, I wouldn't be touching hearts at eleven to eight. Suppose yeah. that I'd be looking for a lot bigger than that, especially given their current form. Kilmarnock winless in five, but you have to factor in Kilmarnock have only lost two of their last fourteen home games. Yeah, it's good going into it. Which is really good going. Don't get me wrong, yeah. a lot of draws in there, and as you say, a lot of the good form is done at home, but would not be touching hearts at eleven to eight. Yeah, one thing that interests me in this game is the referee, Ewan Anderson. Uh, he's got the highest cap count of all referees this season. Record at the ready. <laughs> yeah, he's given the two reds in his nine games and he's averaging five point three three yellows per game. So uh a car's angle might be might be a decent look at this one. But uh, you quite fancy corners for Kelly. I, I do. I've kind of been keeping tracks on commanding corners. They are four to nine to hit four corners and they've hit four or more now in their last seven games. They've hit five, seven, five, four, four, four. And they hit nine in their last home game against St Johnston. And looking across their fourteen home games, they've hit ten or more. Uh, they've hit three or more corners now in ten of the fourteen home games. I'm looking at Hearts. Hearts have shipped at least four corners in twelve of their away matches. So I think this looks pretty strong. Fully expected to be a, to be a tight match, and Kilmarnock more than capable of getting four corners, which plays four to nine. And that doubles up with the match at Ibrox. Okay, let's look at the match at Ibrox. It's Rangers v Dundee United. Rangers, I mean, we talk about Celtic being relentless, but Rangers have been pretty relentless as well. Nine Premiership wins in a row now for them, but they just can't seem to close the gap on Celtic. Dundee United go to Ibrox with no win in their last nine. They've lost seven and drawn two. They find themselves bottom of the table now. Um, yeah, and usually these games, it's kind of hard to find a betting angle, but you reckon corners could be a shout again here? Yeah, we speak a lot about Rangers corners at home and I don't think they've let us down yet. They've hit, I think, 10 corners now in 12 of their 14 home games in terms of match corners. So hitting plenty of corners at Ibrox. Interestingly, though, they do concede a lot, which I think bodes well for this bet. They've actually conceded three or more corners in nine of their last 10 at home. Yeah. Rangers. And, and, and in those matches they've actually shipped four or more in eight of those ten games Right. so most clubs going to Ibrox are delivering kind of three, four, five corners a game mm-hmm. that really bodes well I think for over 9.5 match corners you're fully expecting Rangers to hit seven or eight at least yeah I mean and Rangers are Rangers are out cornering Celtic at home they're averaging eight uh, Celtic just under the mark considering where Celtic were at last season I mean they were a go-to in the corner markets at home last season weren't they yeah and they're not as expansive as Celtic Rangers so Dungeon United will probably sit in good enough of them pretty well organised and it might take a bit of time to break them down so I think match corners here over 9.5 match corners doubled up with over 3.5 commandment corners plays 21 to 20 and I think it's a pretty solid corners double Okay, so we corner stubble there between those two games. Uh, Dungeon United also are 10 to 11 to hit three corners. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of like, um, we've been stung a couple of times in the last two or three months on that market, but I, d- I do like the look of um, United also to get three corners at 10 to 11. Yeah, you can see that happening as well. Okay, we'll recap that corner bet and the bet builder that we've given out so far once we get to the end of the podcast. Um, next up, we've got St. Johnson v Aberdeen. Touched on Barry Robson. I think it's been confirmed now he's going to be manager until the, the summer. Yeah, that's right. I think probably in merit. There's probably a bit of financials involved as well. Mm. Let's be honest. Aberdeen are still paying off Stephen Glass. They're still paying off Jim Goodwin. 
they really can't be affording to bring another manager. <laughs> still and still paying off Alex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's a, a bit of both involved in this, and people may dispute that, but definitely financial reasons why Barry Robson's got the gig. However, yeah. you have to give him credit. He's won four yeah. of his last five, and his only defeat was against Celtic. So yeah. a very, very good start for Barry Robson. Yeah, he's not done himself any harm at all, has he? And he's put himself, put Aberdeen into contention with getting that third place, and that just looked. <laughs> I mean, they were bottom six at one well, point. Well, we said it, we said it in the podcast last time, didn't we? We said that for all the criticism or all the plays that Hearts have had and all the criticism Aberdeen have had this season, there's only four points between them. Yeah. Which yeah. is incredible given where these two sides were two months ago. Yeah, I guess it's just your your perception of how things have gone for each of them this season, isn't it? I think there was probably greater expectations, not greater expectations on Aberdeen and Hearts, but certainly the start that Aberdeen had, we thought they were going to have a really good season, then it just kind of fell apart very quickly. Yeah, it did, and obviously away form didn't didn't help. Then you've you've got a horrible Scottish Cup result. Yeah. Darville. However, saying that though, they love a trip to Perth. They yes, who doesn't? Do. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you're right. Who doesn't? <laughs> yes, some don't. They don't do very well on Perth. However, this match, Aberdeen, 29-20. We're looking for a bit more than 6-4, to four, I must admit. Mm-hmm. However, St. Johnson's home form is very, very poor. Really poor. Interestingly, the card line is set at over 5.5 for this game, mm-hmm. which is really high. Most games in the Premiership in Scotland are set at 4.5, and that's probably with the fact that St. Johnson are hitting three or four cards a game. One to five for two St. Johnson cards <laughs> in the weekend. Four to six to hit um, over 2.5, which is really low. And second part of our quiz, in the last 18 meetings between the sides, how many goals. have seen over 2.5 goals? Yeah, like, <laughs> less. I could count them in one hand, put it that way. One. One. Really? One, yeah. Over, over 2.5 goals has landed once in wow. the last 18 games and when you look at the last what, six games in Perth 1-0 Aberdeen 1-0 St Johnston, 1-0 Aberdeen 0-0, 1-0 Aberdeen 1-0 Aberdeen 1-0 Aberdeen is 13-2 <laughs> Is it, I wonder if there's a, what's the word I was going to say a worst, a worst fixture than that over a sustained period that's incredible so I'm fully expecting a scabby 1-0 Aberdeen win in a match that St Johnson probably dominate miss some chances and Aberdeen get the 1-0 win because that's what's happened I think Yeah, probably what's... the best part of those 4-1-0 wins for Aberdeen was yeah. it wasn't a, an away win but Aberdeen do enjoy their trips to Perth St Johnson scored one goal in the last seven meetings in Perth against Aberdeen that's got to be worth that thirteen to two has got to be worth half a point. Ah, absolutely, I think so. Under yeah. under the goals, Aberdeen double chance. I must admit, looks appealing as well at two to five. Uh, I did look at that, but Aberdeen's away form still gives me the fear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a no bet for me, but plenty to go on. Just looking at St Johnson's fixture, so they're seven points off the top six. Um, what are we four games away from the split? They've got Aberdeen at home, they've got Ross County at home, they've got Hibs at home, and they've got Livingston away. Is it beyond them? Yes. Yeah. They're going to have to pick up 10 points mm-hmm. for me to, out of those four games and still might miss out. If they beat Aberdeen, though, there's every chance they'll beat, they'll beat, they'll beat sorry, Ross County. Then 
what fans always do, they start looking at the fixtures and pick up <laughs> yeah. how many points on these four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know if it's to your advantage or not, but um, the next fixture we're going to look at is St Mirren v Livingston, and those two are the two teams who are battling it out for that final top six space. Uh, they are, and this is where this weekend's Scottish nap comes from. I haven't had a nap for a while now, but this one really stood out looking at looking at the fixture card. And as you say, Livingston 6th, St Mirren 7th, only one point separating the sides. If Livy win this, they go four points clear in 6th place with three games to go. And I think St Mirren have got some pretty tough fixtures still to come. So it's almost a winner-takes-all from a Livingston perspective. Mm-hmm. But still lots to play for. A perfect storm, two sides who love a card. John Beaton's a referee. Yes. He's hitting five cards a game. And as I said before, it's a kind of top six showdown. So I was really surprised to see over 1.5 cards each. Or as William Hill puts it, both sides over one card at 11 to 10. Yeah. So it's a massive, massive price mistake for me by William Hill. This should have been four to six. And subsequently. It was, wasn't it? Uh, it was four to six at Bet365. Yeah. It was eleven to ten, so ten to eleven at Skybet, mm-hmm. and was eleven to ten at William Hill. So that eleven to ten lasted about an hour, mm-hmm. and it's now four to six. Surprisingly, they must be at hills. My tweets at hills, yeah. Yeah, and but the four to five at the moment at Skybet, I still think it's worth taking on yeah. still. Yeah, uh, and just, two cards each, very doable. Yeah, and just to reiterate, you did put it on the channel earlier this evening. Um, so members would have got some of that 11 to 10 at, at William Hill. Yeah, it's exactly that. And that's that's part of the benefit of being on the channel. I think we mentioned a, a few bets this week, especially in, in the international games. I think that Romania-Switzerland double on, on Tuesday was 11 to 10 that we tipped on Sunday and it went off at 4 to 6. Yeah. yeah so always pay to get your bets on early. Absolutely. Okay, so just on that St Mirren Livy game, we're looking at both sides to get two cards each. Yeah, two cards each. Livingston have hit two or more cards in five of the last six. St Mirren haven't been hitting too many recently, but I just think given what's at stake in this match, I think this is a a really strong nap this weekend, and I would still back it at four to five. Any standout players for cards? For Livingston, Ho, Omienga, O'Hara for St Mirren, it's probably quite a few in each side, to be fair. But they're, they're probably three favourites. Obviously, Gogic is very popular. However, I don't know when Gogic last got a card, to be fair. He's no, been tarred. He's been tarred with this uh, brush of being booked in every game, but not really happened at St. Mirren for him in terms of the card stuff. Yeah. OK, so I think we'll be satisfied enough if we can still get some of that 45 on over two cards for each team, um, as long as that 45 lasts, yeah. Yeah, I went back at any less than four to five. I think I said on Twitter this week as well. I wouldn't really tip anything below four to five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Last but not least, we've got Ross County v Celtic on Sunday. I've kind of lost track of my Celtic stats, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I think it's like 100 unbeaten, of which they've won 99 or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but I kind of always feel that Ross County is quite a difficult venue for Celtic, but they've actually yeah. done pretty well. Um, although Ross County have scored in four of the last five at home against Celtic, which I thought might be quite an interesting angle. Well, 16-1 to one for the home win hmm. must be the biggest price of any side in many years at home in a Premiership match. And subsequently Celtic, 1-7 to seven away from home. 
yeah. probably the shortest price of any side yeah. in the league for some time. So obviously the bookie's not giving Ross County any chance at all, and obviously understandable given Celtic's form. Really difficult to find an angle here in this match. I think obviously we really like Celtic corners first half, but we both tipped that on the last podcast and mm-hmm. Hearts. They were four or five in the first half, and there was I think eleven over ten match corners in that match too. Eight to eleven for three first over three point five first half Celtic corners in this match. Don't hate it. Yeah, yeah. Don't hate it. It's just a bit, a bit too short for a single, but it's not a bad price. Mm-hmm. I must admit, as you know, I'm a sucker for the underdog corner. Yeah. And Ross County are eleven to eight to get three corners. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, Celtic haven't really shipped any corners at all in the last few games. I think one zero 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 one three. I think in the last five away matches. Yeah, it's pretty much but 11 to 8, though, it's a big price for a side fighting relegation at home, early kickoff. Yep. And, oh, it takes a wee, a wee double corner. We love a double corner. Yeah. Even better than that, it's a, a treble corner. <laughs> a treble corner, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, it can so I wouldn't put anyone off, and I'm probably going to back that, to be honest with you, the 11 to 8, just in the price. If it was evens, I'd probably leave it, but 11 to 8 to get three corners. Yeah. 8 to 15 to hit two. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Although, as you say, Celtic don't concede many corners. I think what I find so often watching Celtic is is that the two at the back, Starfield and Carter Vickers, just don't allow teams to build any level of possession. You know, once once the ball goes kind of further up the park, so it's really difficult to get any positions to win corners against Celtic. Yeah, what's interesting though is this is a match after an international break, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, clubs come back from that with especially big clubs like Celtic, who have a number of players on international duty. I'm not sure how many players they had away. Yeah, it wasn't many. Team. I think it was maybe only five or six. I don't think it was too it's many. Enough, not as many it's as you'd enough expect. to disrupt training, though. It's enough to disrupt the flow of things that week. So I'm not saying it's going to give Ross County a chance, but we may find Celtic aren't firing all cylinders on Sunday. They may get the job done, as they always do, but maybe not be as free-flowing as, as they have been this season. That's just yeah. a... I thought, and cue the uh, 7-0 away win. <laughs> well, I was going to suggest that both teams to score just on the basis that County have done pretty well in um, previous games against Celtics, 21-20. Um, I guess what you're backing there is for Ross County to score, aren't they, really? Yeah, um, so the price on Ross County just to score themselves will probably be evens. Yeah, yeah so we might as well just take that. Um, but yeah, it's always a bit of a struggle. Uh, trying to find a, a bet on these games when there's such a, a big disparity in the, the odds of the outcome of the game. Yeah, it's a decent card this weekend, so it's a match not to worry about too much, but I yeah. must admit, I will probably get involved in the Ross County to hit three. Okay. Uh, we'll recap those Premiership games before we get to the end of the podcast. Like, so we look at the Championship and <laughs> what the hell is happening in this Championship. Uh, no one seems to want to win the title. Queen's Park... Uh, Four points ahead now of Dundee, but they've played one game more, so a chance for Dundee to close that gap again after Queen's Park lost to a broth last time out. That's uh, what, between six and seven games left, so still, who knows how this is going to finish, Greg? Honestly, really fascinating. I was delighted to see Queen's Park um, drop points last Friday night. I did say that Arbroath's away form is absolutely yeah. sensational. And hopefully that put a few people off backing Queen's Park at four to six last Friday night. That that away form is going to keep them up. 
Mm, looks like it. Yeah. Now. So uh, having a really good run, especially away from home. But in terms of the top two, it really is fascinating. Four points between them, Dundee with the game in hand. But as I said, I think about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I think Dundee were great value at 13-8 to eight to win the league. And the reason yeah. for that was one, Dundee had four home games, yeah. two away matches before they play Queen's Park on the last day. Yeah. So we do have a potential last game of the season title decider, a bit yeah. like last season with Arbroath and Kilmarnock. But Queen's Park already lost at home to Arbroath and they've got four away matches. Those four away matches, Air United, really tough match. Yeah. Party of Thistle, yeah. tough game. Wraith on Saturday, a tough game in Morton. They actually couldn't have four tougher away games other than yeah. Dundee they tried. Yeah. And Dundee's games are against the sides in the bottom half of the table. So that 13-8 to 8 is no longer. It's now 6-5. to 5. And obviously we backed Dundee back in January to win the league at 7-4. Mm-hmm. So Dundee backers, including myself, will be watching closely as the, the weeks unfold in this one. I, I do think Dundee will win the league still. I, I really do. And I think the, the fixture list really does support the, the Dundee win. Yeah, just on Dundee, I see there is shot as one to three to win at home against Hamilton on Saturday. And for everything that you've said about Dundee, I, I could not be getting one in at that price. Don't get me wrong, I'm expecting both Dundee and Queen's Park to drop points between mm-hmm. now and then the season. I, I don't see it happening on Saturday, although that one to three does give you the fear a little bit, doesn't it? It does give you the fear. I think the thing that kind of plays into Dundee's hands a wee bit is that Hamilton won that uh, Challenge Cup last weekend and they might still be a bit hungover um, seven days later or whatever it is. Um, so I, I kind of think Hamilton, to be fair, they've still got a lot to play for down the bottom of that table. They're, both them and our both must be absolutely delighted with how how much Cove Rangers have just collapsed. They have collapsed, haven't they? They really yeah. have. What if you Dundee, it's going to be a very popular accumulator bet Dundee. No, not Dundee, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm just going to sit back and watch the watch the journey unfold and hope Dundee get three points. Don't care how they do it, as long as they get three points. Yeah. Uh, Queen's Park, there'll be two Wraith Rovers at the weekend. Uh, I say massive dent in their title hopes with that defeat to Abroath, a game that they would fully be expecting to win at home. Uh, and Wraith have only lost three times at home all season in, in 15 games, so they've got a, a fairly decent record at home. Um yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one for Queen's Park on Saturday as well. Yeah, it really well, and I'd just like to point out, Party of Thistle have chucked it properly, chucked it. Uh, I think Dylan did a had a good start to his tenure there, but they've been pretty woeful the last few weeks, and they're actually going to struggle and in danger of not even making the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is scandalous, really. So there's all to play for in the championship. It's going to be a fascinating watch between yeah. now and the next seven matches. Any thoughts on Friday night's game? Are both three United? Um, I think Ayr were pretty impressive last week. Quite comfortable win against Cove. They won very well at Morton, so it's another way game for them. Our growth, obviously, is home form is really poor. It's their away form that's kind of saving them at the moment. But yeah, yeah it's not a match I'll be getting involved in. I mean, Ayr aren't out of it yet. They're only a point behind Dundee, albeit they've played a game more. <laughs> the way Queen's Park and Dundee are going, as you say, they're going to drop points between now and the end of the season. Yeah, they're just going to put their business quietly at the moment, United, but I don't see them getting into the fold. I don't see them finishing any higher than they are now, third. Yeah, OK. So, in terms of the Championship, any bets for you in the Championship this weekend? 
No, just sit back and watch Dundee hopefully get three points. Yeah, fingers crossed for that uh, long-term bet. OK, into League One, looks like it's all over Barley County and Dunfermline have opened up an 11-point gap there over Falkirk uh, and they're at home to Kelty Hearts this weekend. Falkirk are away to Clyde. I quite like to look at that Falkirk, Clyde, Falkirk, Dunfermline double, sorry, at page 65. Not, not based on the results of Falkirk recently. No. They've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit since that defeat against Dunfermline. when obviously them in the Scottish Cup still Falkirk, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it is a pretty solid double, you'd have to say. And not for me. I think, again, these two will be very popular on the old Akers. And I think the last time out in the Scottish leagues, there was a lot of surprises that week. There was yeah. still an Albion drop points. Dumbarton didn't win. Dunfermline didn't win. Falkirk didn't win. A lot, a lot of surprise results. But at home, Dunfermline, you'd expect one to two. And I think we did say last time out, didn't we, that we wouldn't be backing Dunfermline at home against, was it Montrose? Um, who did they play? I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah, uh, I think we, we kind of avoided them, didn't we? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's it's a, it's a five to four double, and on the face of it, yeah, you'd have to say it looks very, very strong, especially given the number number of goals Clyde have conceded. Yeah, and it was, um, it was FC Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One side who have done really well recently is Queen of the South. Yeah. They've picked up an outside chance still of... Well, not to say an outside chance. It is an outside chance. They're seven points behind Airdrie, who we'll touch upon in a second, who are absolutely flying. But poor old Peterhead, I think we said at the start of July, we fully expected Peterhead to toil. Yeah. And my goodness, they have toiled. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I mean, there's not been much... <laughs> much between them and Clyde. No, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um, but yeah, Queen of South another short price at three to ten. I guess that's a price that's as much against Peterhead as it is for the former Queen of the South at the moment. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's not a bad. I don't think it's a bad price to be fair. It's no, probably no. one of the most solid three to ten you'll get this week. Yeah, but one game we do need to talk about is Alva v Airdrie, and it wasn't until you had sent me through your. Uh, tips before the podcast just realised how Airdrie's been an absolute goal machine especially recently uh, 38 goals scored in the last 7 games averaging 5.4 goals per game as they, them themselves have scored 18 in the last 3 and they've scored 70 goals this season which is just 2 less than Rangers yeah, in the Premiership what's amazing is well, actually, I was going to say they've scored 21 goals more than Dunfermline, who are top of the table. And I'm sure if you'd have told Airdrie at this stage they'd scored 70 goals, they'd expect <laughs> to be, you know, half a dozen points clear at the top of the table with that goals tally at this stage. Well, the highest scoring team in Europe, I think, at the moment over the last three games, possibly Smart. Europe, possibly the world. But yeah. this is a really interesting match. Two informed sides, both won the last three matches, as you say, 18 goals for Airdrieonians and. The one and only Gabriel, not Batistuta, Gabriel Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> Seven goals he scored across those 18 games. So I just think it's hard to overlook goals in this match. Aloha yeah. in really good shape as well. So I do think we'll see at least three goals in this match. Could have very easily tipped this as a single at three to four, but happy to double it up with a match in League Two. Okay, let's have a look at that match just now then. It's East Five feet, Annan. Yeah, he's five on a good run at the moment as well. We backed them on Friday night. It'd be Elgin 2 0. And they host an Aaron side who, bizarrely, was involved in a 0 0 result last weekend 
I think probably their first nil-nil of the season. Aaron, I just think we'll see goals in this match. Aaron score goals, can see goals. East Fife in very, very good form. We expect both teams to score in this match. And that, that double alongside Airdrie and Alloa eh, pays 19-10 to 10 with bet 3-6-5. Yeah, I do like the look at that, um, especially that Airdrie game. You just can't knock back goals in that one. Um, just generally in League 2, Dumbarton blew the chance to go back top of the league um, last night, I think it was. Stirling Albion have overtaken them and it kind of looks as if Stirling Albion will probably just kick on now and, and finish top of that table, Greg. Yeah, it's looking that way, isn't it? I do feel for uh, Mark Stevenson, who, who follows me on Twitter, he sent me a screenshot of his amp post fivefold. Five oh, no, um, still got Dumbarton, has he? Sheffield Wednesday, oh, Leighton no. Orient, Dundee, Dunfermline, Dumbarton. So oh, no. at that point in time, last week, he was getting £1,200 cash out for his fiver. <laughs> it was paying £21,000 if it wins. Wow. So a great little buzz for a fiver. But since then, though, Leighton Orient ended up drawing last week against Hartlepool. Dumbarton have drawn and lost, and Sheffield Wednesday have absolutely chucked it. They've I think they've got one point. Yeah, I think they've lost their last. Yeah, they yeah. lost incredibly bottom of the league. Who's bottom of the league one? They lost last weekend. They lost. Oh, one can't remember. They drew last night, didn't they? They drew last night too. All. Yeah. So yeah, I feel a bit now that that cash out won't be twelve hundred pounds no. any longer. <laughs> Nowhere near. Burnley's already, already won. The family's already won. Dundee's still 50-50 uh, late no are still top but yeah really really sore to see Dumbarton lose last night great line to be fair it is a great line for a fiver as well it's a £5 free bet and it's so difficult in the amp post yeah it's yeah. a bit different because the prices in the Scottish amp post are always about even as 2-1 for mm. the title but to try and pick a winner in League 1 League 2 in the championships some feet <laughs> yeah very very difficult um, I'm just going to check a wee sec I thought um, Sterling I think Sterling Albion were about 5-6 to six. I do see they've been backed into 4-6 to six, uh, to win at Elgin on Saturday um, I think at 5-6 to six, they were probably a bet no sure at 4-6 to six. yeah I really can't be back in teams in League 2 away from home at 4-6 to six. Mm-hmm. again 4-5 to five, even 4-5 to five would be a push I, I do think they'll win up at Elgin Elgin have really struggled in the last what, two or three months? Mm-hmm. Just one win in ten or something like that. So, yeah, I think they'll be buoyed by the fact that Dumbarton lost last night. So, yeah, again, I'll be another popular pick on the ACA. Yeah. Um, what do we have in League Two then? Just the over two and a half goals as part of that double for his wife, uh, Viannin? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Looking at Dumbarton v Stenhouse Muir, Stenhouse Muir at nine to four. Doesn't look yeah. worse. The pace is yeah. in decent shape as well. Uh, I think they scored a last-minute winner that was disallowed about four for last weekend. Mm-hmm. Staying in good form, and again, that's another match that we, we could see goals in. And I, I won't be touching Bonnie Rig Rose Stranraer. Every match that Bonnie Rig Rose have played this season feels to have been one 0 someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think we always prefer to back Stranraer at home, don't we, rather than away. Must admit though, four for it, ten to eleven at home to manage the Albion Rovers. Uh, I think Albion Rovers have appointed Sandy Clark. Did I see that? Oh, yes. haven't they? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew that um, Billy got. Um, Brian Reed, sorry, was sat during the week. So, 4 for yeah. 1 0 win at the Barton last night, 10 to 11 at the weekend at home. It's not a bad place. Yeah. Sandy Clark confirmed. I don't know when last seen Sandy Clark in a job, to be honest. It's a name that's been kicking around Scottish football for a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, so best of luck to him at Albion Rovers. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that puts you off or not. <laughs> but uh, he's the new manager at, at Albion Rovers. Um, OK, anything else from League Two? No, nothing else from League Two. Just before we do the summary, probably just want to highlight Serie B corners. Mm-hmm. Done pretty well in Serie B this year. Um, some really great teams to back. Um, some teams on the road, especially. So there'll be some tips on the channel this weekend coming from Serie B again. Okay, and with all apologies to Sandy Clark, he was at Easter Lunch um, earlier. Non-league. <laughs> uh, yeah, last year, so there you go. Uh, okay, can you give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend then? Yeah, so starting on Saturday, Hibs v Motherwell, over 1.5 goals, over 8.5 corners and over 1.5 Motherwell cards. And that pays 13-8 to 8 with Skybet. I've got a corners double from the Premiership. Kilmarnock over 3.5 corners at 4 to 9. And Rangers beat on United over 9.5 match corners. At, and that pays 21 to 20, that corners double. Into the St Johnson Aberdeen game, um, no bet in this match, but plenty of pointers. And interestingly, that 13 to 2 on the away win at 1 0 um, doesn't look the worst of bets. And onto the Scottish nap, we've got St Mirren v Livingston. And we're having both sides to receive more than one card. So over 1.5 cards each in that match. And that was tipped at 11 to 10 with William Hill on the channel. I think best place at the moment is either 4 to 5 or 10 to 11. Uh, still very much um, the nap and very much backable at that, that price still. Yeah. And into League One, Alo v Airdrie, over 2.5 match goals. And also taking East Fife versus Annan over 2.5 match goals. And that lower league double pays 19 to 10. Good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. We'll find all the details on how to join his private channel. And there's just, what, I was going to say 24 hours, I suppose, depending when you're listening to the podcast. But uh, there's a, a March offer on at the moment where you can get your first month half price if you sign up before midnight on the 31st, Greg. Yeah, and I think over the last two or three seasons we've done really well at the kind of business end of the season. I think 2023 has been, a, I think, a tough few months for most punters, to be fair. But starting to see an improvement in results and fully expecting us to get back in track during April and May. Yeah, and we've also got the Norwegian leagues to look forward to. We'll be back next week with David Weatherson. Yeah, really excited about that. This is going to be our, our fourth season focusing on Norwegian football and obviously great to have David back joining us for the weekly podcast. I think we'll probably spend a lot of time in Norway, more so in the fact that in the summertime there's no World Cup happening. Yeah. It's just going to be us and Norwegian football. <laughs> yes, uh, and I think this time round we'd like some of the, the listeners to get involved as well and if they have any questions regarding Norwegian football we'd like to ask, I'm sure David would be happy to field them. So if you've got anything that you'd, you'd like to feature in the podcast, just uh, drop either Greg a message on Twitter at Browning84Greg or David at dweatherston 11 um, And we're looking forward to recording a kind of anti-post preview podcast next week ahead of the first round of fixtures, which are a week on Monday, is that right? Yeah, week of Monday, Bank Holiday Monday. Um, we'll be working that day, so very excited about a, a, a Bank Holiday Monday bonanza, focusing in Norway. 
Yeah, we'll need to find our uh, Norwegian channels <laughs> somewhere <laughs> online to have a look at some of the games. Um, so yeah, plenty to look forward to next week and certainly the next couple of months ahead as the, the season draws to an end as well. So if you're not already involved in Greg's channel, then make sure you get signed up. Just um, follow him on Twitter and find out all the details on there. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. <laughs>